You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Braden Harrington here for Up Next, postwrestling.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your lovely podcasts. And I'm doing this in the BDE, and uh, doing a podcast from your home can sometimes be very exciting because we have renovations, but that's not the most exciting part. See, I've been home alone for the past two weeks, like Macaulay Culkin, and now I am joined by my... Life mate, my post mate, and my roommate, Davey Portman. All right. Welcome back. Wait, that didn't feel right. It didn't feel right? No. Why? Uh, try, try again. Try again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My, uh, I, I don't know, my friend, my roommate, my podcasting partner, Davey Portman. Hello there. Still didn't sound right. No, something doesn't feel right, does it? Once more, once more. Uh, everybody, Davey Portman. Hello, hello, hello! Oh, there, there you go. Wow, look at you. Look at you go. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. We're doing this. It's been three weeks. Yeah. I had so, scrum filling. You did? I had waiting. You did? And I had John Pollock. You did indeed. It was good. I, I was listening. I was, you were I, listening? I was still in touch with the product. I, right. Uh, yeah, but you all did a great job. Thank you for holding the fort. Yes, um, I've been holding the fort down. Uh, you've been away, so I've had my pl- I've had the place to myself. The BDE has been the B, just the Braden just estate. The, just the B. Yeah, just the just the big. Yeah. Just the <laughs> just the Braden. Just the Braden estate. Um, how was your trip, good sir? It was awesome. It was really yeah. good. Though the weather was unbelievable. It's, it's, eh, screw you. It's been cold here in Canada. Uh, the, so it's the warmest February ever on record. Ugh. 
like last Tuesday, Kim and I went to Primrose Hill in Regent's Park. It's really nice, big park in London sure. where the zoo is. There's an outside theatre there. But you go up to the top of Primrose Hill and you see... Um, I always say when people come to Toronto to go to the island, even if it's crappy weather, just to see the view of the city. Sure. I feel this is the same kind of thing. If okay. you go to London, you should pack a picnic, go up this hill, because you see the most amazing view of London. Um, and it was 21 degrees. Oh, I don't know what that is in American, but like it was, it was warm. It was a beautiful oh. day in February. And apparently since I got back, it's been like pissing rain and wind and cold. Oh, so, so it's been terrible there since you've yeah, great. Which, uh, well, it's been cold here. Oh, yeah, it's been very Snowy, cold gross. It's like it's March, but it's still Canadian March. It's horrible. Terrible. So welcome back. Thank you. Uh, you did a lot of things mm. when you were away. Um, I mean, we've caught up, so I'm not going to pretend like you haven't told me, but you brought back uh, crisps. Yeah. Oh, I brought back a lot of crisps. My, my case coming back. When I, when I went out, my case was... I think 16 kilograms. Okay. My mum said, don't bring lots because you've still got a load of clothes here. Right. I was like, yeah, and I want to go to Primark. And do you know what Primark no. is? It's kind of like H&M, but a lot cheaper. Okay. Um, we call it Primani. Um, so, Love it. like, I spent 55 pounds there and bought, like, a... Everything. Everything. Right. Um, and I knew a load of people wanted... Candy, like my friend Talisa wanted. You got a lot of Galaxy candy back. bars, other people. Galaxy wanted. bars, and what are these pig things? Flakes, Percy pigs. Percy pigs. Uh, and a load of crisps. Yeah, no, I just want the crisps, crisps, man. Like, I want these chicken-flavored crisps. Yeah. I first had these these crisps in Australia, these chicken-flavored. Aussies love, like, chicken-flavored everything. Mm. So I had, like, chicken twisties and chicken crisps, and it changed my, my, my life. So when you said, hey, do you want me to bring back anything? You said, what, what's good? What's good in the snack department? And you were like, well, like, chicken crisps. And I was like, oh, that's what I want. But you didn't bring back the, the lamb ones. I couldn't find the lamb ones. I also couldn't find scampi fries. which what's I don't, scampi fries? They're like... Doesn't sound You know, like, <laughs> you know like bacon fries? Oh, okay. Small, they're like that, but uh, sure. scampi is shrimp, so it's like shrimp flavor. Okay, all um, right. Yeah, but my case was 30 kilograms oh, going my. back. So you brought back... Uh, Double. You brought back some and gin? I brought back... A what's, load. The, what's the pink gin we had the other night? It's it's pink gin. That's what it's called? Yeah. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. It's great. It's so it? delicious. It mixes in some soda, some seven. Yeah. You don't even need Throw seven. Throw a few strawberries in there. It's fire, man. Yeah. It's, it made my... We, we made a drink the other <laughs> night, and we got, we got a little lit... You know, we had a little uh, reunion, the BDE reunion the other night, and it yep. was spent watching classic WrestleMania matches at maybe five in the morning. After we went to the that exclusive after hours, the Owl, <laughs> <laughs> the Owl of Minerva, which is yep. near our house. It's a twenty four hour. Korean so restaurant. we went to this, um, which you might have seen on our Instagram story. We went to this four uh, AM bar called Drom Taberna. We went to a new four AM bar, in which Toronto. was it. If anyone's been to like New Orleans for WrestleMania or or just a holiday or whatever, yeah, it was very like the bars there. You just had like this live kind of Louisiana style jazz band, swing style. Yeah, they were getting everyone in like a conga line and stuff. The guy from NXT was leading the band. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Eric Bugenhagen. Bugenhagen. It looked like him. Yeah, I felt like I wasn't in Toronto. When it, I was no, it was awesome. So we were there, and this this guy had kind of tagged onto our group and. We were both hungry, so we go, oh, do you want to go to the Owl, which is this 24-hour so Korean restaurant? we tell our friend Tiff, we're like, do you want to do the Owl? She's like, I could love the Owl right now. Let's oh, go. Everyone, so let's go to the, the Owl. Owl. Everyone, let's go to the Owl. It's lit. So we <laughs> get in, we sit down, and this guy is like, 
so what do we wait and we get taken through a back door or something and we're like what we're like what are you talking about like, we're at a Korean restaurant we want, like, we're, oh well, you're just getting food yeah he's like oh when I when I when I heard you guys say the owl I thought it was some sort of after hours club and we're like <laughs> no it's a Korean restaurant he's like I am so far away from home right now <laughs> I just wanted to keep partying it's like oh no we just wanted bulgogi <laughs> <laughs> felt so bad for that guy but yeah, uh, we, we, we've already caught up since you've been back. Yeah. You've been back not even a week, and you're like, hey, let's go to some Africa. <laughs> let's go see some live jazz at four oh, in the morning. Awesome. Uh, yeah. But no, the trip was great. I, I saw some theater. I went to see Aladdin, the stage production. Wow, okay. Uh, which was really good. Was Will Smith there dressed in Will blue? Smith was not in there. Okay. Um, I went to see... There's a... My brother's friend, Chris is part of a male a cappella group called the Buzz Tones. Okay. Um, not the Buzz Cox. Not the Buzz Cox. Never the buzz mind tones. the Buzz Tones. <laughs> and I really recommend you guys looking them up. They're on YouTube. Um, they do kind of comedy uh, comedy a cappella. Okay. I think they sound amazing. Sure. Um, and like my favorite one, do you are you aware of UK Garage? Like as a genre of music. Yes, yes, yes. It was big sort of early 2000s, Craig David, all that. Right. They do a a whole UK garage medley. Ooh. Uh, acapella. Okay. Uh, you should check it out. All I think right. you'd like it. Um, so I saw that and then did a load of touristy stuff with Kim, went to... Yeah, you took your girlfriend for her like birthday gift was... A uh, Christmas gift or yep. something, sorry. You had it surprised her for so long and you finally got to take her to the Harry Potter... Studio, studio? yeah, that looked crazy. I'm not a, I'm not a Potterhead, <laughs> but you uh, like movies, don't you? Yeah, in general, and and like I would go on this thing. It looked it's, really fun. It was fascinating. Like you see, um, Wingardia Leviosa. I got to talk to the guy that does the did the storyboards for the third film. Okay, uh, the third film's directed by Alfonso. See, the problem Baron. with me, every Harry Potter movie after the first one is the same movie. They just get older. <laughs> Okay, there's a problem. Voldemort fucks shit up. Okay, my forehead is hurting. Better use some spells. Solve the issue. That's what I find every fair. Like. That's but but I also right. like I also can see why people get into it. Yeah. So I, I need to watch them. I need so watch them. yeah, this was cool. I was chatting to the the guy who did the storyboards for the third film, which Alfonso Cuaron, who just won the Oscar for best director. He directed Gravity, directed oh, wow, okay. The Revenant. Uh, so he's just talking about like him working with this super famous director which was really cool and just seeing all his drawings and stuff all the detail in the costumes and the sets it's sure as i say even Aladdin. if you don't like the potter films just as like a movie fan it's really cool to yeah no i can appreciate it yeah like and... i'm not really a harry potter guy but mm. I, I you know i've seen it and it looks really cool but so i wouldn't say your girlfriend dragged you there because you're also a harry potter yeah. you're british so instant that's like jesus <laughs> to you harry potter is british jesus in my opinion but you were like, hey, honey, I'm going to take you to some Harry Potter stuff. But in return, you have to come with me. To progress wrestling. You, you took your girlfriend yeah. on a vacation back home to wrestling. Yeah. Her first ever live wrestling show. David, you have done what many men have tried to do. You have slayed the dragon. You have taken a girl to a wrestling show. I mean, to be fair, she was kind of hostage. She's in a strange country, has only been there a couple of days and doesn't know her way around. She kind of just had to do what I'm doing. And you're uh, like, we have to see progress. But I sold it by going Mike and Laura. Yeah, uh, you, you made it like a double date and, and you get to drink. And, and you know what? Um, as someone who has taken a, a date to a wrestling show, mm. they usually, it's fun. 
Yeah. I've taken friends who don't watch wrestling, who hate wrestling, to live wrestling, and they love it. So She said she really enjoyed it. She said she still doesn't really get it. She still doesn't understand wrestling, which is fine. I don't expect anyone to understand wrestling. Mm. That's why I don't make fun of other things like Harry Potter, because I watch the weirdest thing, wrestling. But your girlfriend is now famous. <laughs> yeah. She is now part of a progress show. You are now part of a progress <laughs> show. Now, if any, what chapter was this? Uh, I believe it was chapter 84. It is Walter versus Ridgeway, right? Yep. That was the main, main event. event. So anyone who's a progress wrestling fan, or even if you aren't, go somehow find this chapter. Because in the beginning of every progress chapter, Jim Smallman, the guy, mm. the owner, the guy there, the Vince McMahon, he starts the show off by doing a little stand-up bit, kind of introducing, saying hi to the crowd and all that. And part of this bit, now you made me watch this just this week. We'll hopefully play the clip here, I think we yeah. should. He points out your girlfriend in the crowd, because I believe, I could be wrong, she's in a Toronto Blue Jays jersey. She is indeed. And she is Filipino, and I think she, everyone else there was just white Brits. Yeah. <laughs> so he instantly picks on her. And you, uh, you get dragged into it. Now you both are famous. This is part of the clip. Well, they start off by going, and where are you from, Kim? And she goes, Canada, which starts at A, Chan. Right. Everyone's going, A, A, A. Of course. Well, then they ask her uh, why you're here and how you got involved and what happened and how you're here and all the things. And uh, we'll, we'll play that clip right here. Your progress. You're uh, quite the week. I was on. I was on. Dude, you're famous uh, all over the place. Pay per view. You're on fast lane. I'm. Ha <laughs> 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 guy. You're so fast. You're fast lane. I used to be the face of Reading, Pennsylvania. It's the same clip, right? It's the clip from uh, from the Raw after the Rumble last year in Philly. Wow. And then it just appeared on like some Instagram story. Yeah, I've seen advertising it before, right? Reading, Pennsylvania. You're famous. And then I start getting all these messages going. What was that? You. Uh, I'm in a Brooklyn 316 shirt, <laughs> not an Austin 316 shirt, but um, yeah, yeah. That's quite, uh, quite, so, that's quite so, the week. So you're on WWE TV. You're on Progress. You're all over the place. Real, real, really. You're just, you're just killing it. Well, even while you were away, you were yeah doing all these sorts of things. Um, I just like to do a shout out as well to Gareth from Grapple, who I had the pleasure of meeting at Progress. Oh, awesome. he came up to me. He's the guy who created the Grapple app, which okay. is. Basically, the yes. the Rotten Tomatoes of wrestling. wrestling. And love it, love it. Like he's got something great there, and I, like he was a like I couldn't believe 
no one had ever already come up with sure. this. Yeah, because I agree. Ratings is in wrestling. It's a big thing. In movies, hey, it's a I big thing. I do the thing. five uh, fire five. emojis. Yeah. So you know. Um, but he was like, he was lucky enough to pick up this database, which just has thousands and thousands of right. matches. So now we both have the pleasure of going back on the Grapple app and rating all our favorite Midian and Viscera matches. Oh, you're the worst. Um, but you're yeah, worst. great guy. It was a really nice chat to him. He's a fan of the show. So shout out to Gareth. So you've been over the, across the pond hanging out with Harry Potter and 21 Savage and mm-hmm. all these Brits. <laughs> um, before you left, you and me and your girlfriend were just hanging out before your flight the next morning. Mm-hmm. You were having some drinks and just saying goodbye kind of stuff. And uh, I'm in the kitchen cooking something. And I just hear this loud thud. Oh, yeah. And then the next thing I see is you and your girlfriend leaving our apartment. And then about two hours later, you show up again. And I was like, where did you guys go? Did you guys go to a bar or something without me? Like, I'm so mad. You guys are leaving for UK in the morning. And you guys just dipped without saying bye. I'm like, where'd you guys go? And your girlfriend's like, we went to the hospital. I'm like, that's really funny. But where'd you go? She's like, no, no, no. She shows me her wrist. And there's a thing around her wrist. And she doesn't listen to this show. She's not, she, she hasn't figured out that uh, she, she might need to sometimes. But you accidentally put a wrestling move on your girlfriend yeah and you dropped her on her head yeah well when do you think I convinced her to go to progress (laughs) when she had a concussion (laughs) honey you'll love it it's fine Uh, so your your girlfriend is a safe worker Uh, she hadn't checked out yeah so uh, she's okay it was a a bump but it was worth it it was worth the pop Um, so I was don't try this at home kids it's true uh, she's lucky it wasn't the one one winged angel. I, our ceilings aren't high enough for the one. Yeah. Oh, you tried. I tried. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you try. She she doesn't even know what the one winged angel is, but she's scared of it. <laughs> we joke. I go one winged angel, and she looks at me like, "Don't you even mention?" I need it. to wait till we go on like a hot holiday and in a swimming in pool. In a pool, yeah, yeah, yeah. The best is. Or maybe hitting. just don't put wrestling moves on my girlfriend again. Or nah, then nah. what's the point of having a girlfriend? Yeah, no. yeah, what's the point of having a girlfriend if you can't put wrestling moves on her? Um, the best is doing moves. In a pool from the outside, mm. like oh yeah, like drawing a razor's in. edge into the pool. Or I, I always like pretending time. the like floats were tables. Yeah, exactly. So I'd put them on a float oh. and do a frog splash, and it would really hurt me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just like yeah, I just belly flopped on this water. Like, well, that's a, that's a long ways away because it's cold as it's all hell here. Uh, I've been here in the BDE yep. all by myself, all by my lonesome. And you've got some good news, haven't you? Oh right, I mean. By the time you left, my life had gone to shit. Yeah. Uh, I got fucked over by a job. People still owe me money. I was working at a radio station just outside Toronto. They screwed me over. So, so I was then. sad. I was sad and de- depressed. And then I'm all by myself. And then by the time you even got home, now I have a new job. Yeah. So uh, anyone who sent me good vibes over the past few weeks, thank you. Your vibes have been well received. And uh, yeah, so good things come for both of us. Um... Let's see. I'm trying to think of all these things that I was doing. I was a, a hand model for Burrito Boys oh. last week. Got to eat some burritos for free. I've been trying to find odd jobs here and there yeah. to fill my time, right? When I was... Uh, and that feeds you and pays you, I guess. I, it was. It was great. Free burritos. Um, and then I've been making a lot more beats, kind of getting back into my music thing. So anyone looking to buy some beats, hit me up. Um, and I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything else that I've done while uh, I think that's it. I mean, we're preparing for ourselves for WrestleMania. Yeah. Which is fantastic. So, um, yeah. 
I guess that's it. I guess we're all caught up. Is I think anything... so. Well, to be honest, that was all the nice stuff out of the way. Yeah. I've got a bone to pick with you. You have a bone to pick yeah. with me. I leave you for three weeks of NXT, and the whole thing just fucks up. Yeah, this is true. And I can't think of anyone else to blame but you. Because there is no one else. Before I leave, Johnny Gargano's North American champion. Tommaso Ciampa's NXT champion. Yeah. We're, we're heading towards that final chapter of Gargano against Ciampa. Then what happens? They, they appear on Raw. I believe Vince McMahon. They appear on Raw as if nothing in the last two years ever happened. And they're just smiley DIY. Then Gargano loses his championship. And now, Tommaso Ciampa's injured. Oh, I thought you don't read ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Tommaso Ciampa is injured. A neck injury. I'm spilling my coffee. A neck injury. This is serious. This is crazy huge. WWE has now uh, announced this. Now, NXT is taped weeks in advance. So the episode we watched last night, the episode we're going to review today, has a tag team match featuring Ciampa. This was taped. This was, you know, already done. However, now it is looking, everyone is reporting, even WWE is reporting, Tomasa Ciampa, he's out. Yeah. He is indefinitely out it's, for probably a year. Yeah. Um, it's a neck injury. It's this is very done. similar to what Edge had yes, before. Yes, this I is think. very so scary. pretty serious. And, like, yeah, Edge was out for a good year, over a year. Um, it's, Edge is out forever now. Well, uh, exactly. Considering, like, this is, this is scary. So, this... This puts a huge monkey wrench into the storyline that's been going on for like over two years now. Yeah. Um, it's so very unfortunate. We were waiting for this huge blow off of Johnny Gargano finally beating this, this villain at the main event of TakeOver at Mania Weekend. And honestly, this has been the story I've been most invested in for sure. ever. Of course. In, in wrestling. And o- over a long period of time. And yes. it's taken away from us, uh, unfortunately. So uh, instead of dwelling on what if, what could be, let's just take a second to look at the good stuff that did happen, regardless of this storyline finishing out or not. Um, it had its whole, it had its payoff at the matches, in my opinion. Their first one, which was a year ago, that match is a, forever a classic in the world of pro yeah. wrestling. Like that match is fantastic. So no one can take anything away from Tommaso Ciampa ever. If he never comes back from this neck injury, say. He's, to me, he's done, he's been there at the top. Because this past year of him being champion has been fantastic. He's been one of the greatest villains in wrestling in, in forever. Yeah. And it's just so unfortunate. Because I wanted to see, I, we're going to this takeover. Yeah. And like, I'm so invested in this. And now it's just sweep, sweeped away from us. And I, and I think even if, even if they were to eventually put it on the main roster. Yeah. Is it going to be it the just same? Wouldn't, no. It wouldn't be the same. I don't know. I, I got to it really upsets me and I think it shows um it shows to me how much WWE as a whole actually care about NXT. The fact that they've had this story that yeah. in NXT they've put so much time and care in and details and stuff for 2 years pretty much. Yep. And then right before the big payoff, they're like, "Hey, they call them up with no real continuation of right. story at all." Sure that they've been teaming slightly in NXT, yeah, but they could have even just a few lines have them still be that kind of reluctant team. Yep, on main TV, bring it into the stories, going to the Dusty Classic, like look what we did on Raw, uh, Johnny, yeah. like all that stuff. But 
Seth Rollins isn't working much at the moment. He's doing very little because he's the main event of WrestleMania. Of course, of course. They're protecting him. They don't want to fuck up their plans. Becky Lynch. Hey, why do you think Becky Lynch Becky is walking Lynch around is in crutches? Whole suspension, crutches. Are, hey, why know. do you think that's a three-way? Exactly. Becky Lynch is the star of that main event. Right. They're protecting them. Yet they're giving the main event of NXT, yeah, let's just give you two more dates a week to work. Yeah, it's live dates too. Raw to SmackDown. Are they doing house shows too? Like, fuck, Probably. Fuck. And you know these guys. This is their biggest opportunity. They're... They're in front of a much bigger audience on Raw oh, yeah. and SmackDown. They're going to kill it, try and kill it way more on that than they are in just the house shows or yeah. whatever because they want to get themselves across. They want to get themselves over to the people bigger, that just The masses. Like, save it to after WrestleMania. And yeah. like, now this, so is, this has happened. It's so disappointing. You look back in the past, people that, when Cesaro was injured, when um, I think Dean Ambrose was injured, they were the guys that worked the most dates sure. that year. And I just think you've got to take care of it, your guys. And I also don't get like this is just me being a, a you know nerdy wrestling fan. I don't get house shows. Why is there so many house shows? I'm I know it's like yeah they're making money, but it's like look at there's one tomorrow night here in Toronto <laughs> at a smaller venue. And I, you know what? At Rico. Yeah, which is now Coca Cola, but it's Rico. It's it's trash. Like. So what? I'm going to go watch Ronda versus Ruby Riot in a two-minute match? The whole thing is just going to be to see these people. Yeah. Seth Rollins is advertised. Ronda Rousey is advertised. Braun Strowman. I could give two fucks to go to this live show. To what? To watch some squash matches? But I feel these shows are more for your... It is. That's for your, your kids. It is. Exactly. The last time I went to a house show, I took my little brother because I got comps. I was like, yeah, why not? He loved it. He, it's great. But me and you... like. There's no reason to go to these shows. I think especially this... You, you Look see, at Asuka getting hurt last week at yeah. a house show. Why do they do house shows when it's like, come Royal Rumble, don't do house shows. No. Cut it out. Rest your talent. Yeah. I mean, you see it like in, in sports. Like, say, say, you're, uh, say you're Man City or yeah, whatever. Sure. And you're in, you're in the FA Cup, the Premier League, the Carling Cup or whatever they call that now, the Champions League. You could be having three matches in the space of eight days and your manager's going to go, okay, our focus is the Premier League and the Champions League. Yeah. They're the things we want to win. Carling Cup, sure, it's nice to get some silverware, but we don't really care about that. Sure. They're going to rest their top players. Yes, I knew, They're I not going to they play that, them. Yeah. So if you're doing a house show, that's when you should be having your, sorry, your Kurt Hawkins, your... And they Titus do, and they do. And stuff like that. Yeah, I they get, do. But... I get you need star power, but you're right. This time of year, you should be protecting your guys. Like what? They're not going to sell out tomorrow. It's Like, the venue tomorrow is not the size of, like, an ACC no. or Scotiabank Arena. It's smaller. But they don't even sell that out because they don't announce matches. They don't announce anything. You show up, and I'm going to see Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder versus, I don't know, fuck, like, The Revival, probably. Yeah. And, like, cool. They're going to go out there for, for 10, 15 minutes, but it's going to be the same shit you see. So it's like, it's nothing worth my money. No. And not worth these people getting injured. I don't know. You're right. They shouldn't, they should not and be doing I just, the I just think it shows how little they but really you know what? care about NXT. But, the fact that they're yeah. doing this. But, you know, and they probably make money. Story. They probably make so much money off these house shows. Like, tomorrow, here I am shitting on it. Tomorrow, they're probably selling. So The thing is, can, uh, Americans don't realize when they come over, they sell their shit for more money because it costs them to sell it here. Yeah. They have to pay to sell it here because it's a different country. So when they sell their t-shirts that cost $2 to make, they're selling it for like $55 fucking dollars. Yeah. You want that fucking Becky Lynch the man shirt? Well, guess what? You're, you're spending 60 bucks Canadian to get it because it's like... We we're gonna we know you'll, you're gonna buy it because it's the road to WrestleMania. 
That's maybe we should go to that show tomorrow. <laughs> uh, someone did offer me tickets tomorrow, and I was like, uh, I'd rather take a shift at work. I'm sorry. I, if I wasn't working, I'd probably go because uh, you could probably get twenty dollars seats. You can, anywhere. you can, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm well. Obviously, wish Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, well. man, Tommy Entertainment, buddy. He's he's fantastic. So again, hats off to him because you know what? Uh, people are like, oh, because he's small and he got injured at one, you know, a few weeks into the job. It's like, no, nah, that's not fair. Uh, dude's been killing it, and and we know we've seen the work. We watch this NXT show yeah. every week, even this match tonight. Yeah, this guy is a workhorse. So shout out to uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Get well, where, puppet master. Where do you see them going with it? So we've Fuck. got we've got. I don't read ahead. Two more shows. I mean, I don't. I don't know what's. I, okay, so so what's going to happen is, I uh, believe they have another set of tapings. They've got two more shows left to tape. So they have two weeks to fucking make our main event. I'm wondering if you do some sort of tournament, leading up to yeah, you could. Takeover. But what's their main event for you? If it's not Champa and Gargano, is it Gargano and Adam Cole? I mean, they seem to have been pushing Cole towards the North American title. Right, but he that had can stuff with now. Ricochet, but they could push him up. Um... Or, same with Riddle. Riddle confronted Dream, didn't he? Tonight, this yes, yeah. this week. Um, they're the two names I can see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I assume it's still Gargano. But I almost feel I don't want... Gargano winning the title should only be against Champa. Yeah, now. I don't think Gargano's winning it anymore. I don't think he will. He should I don't lose think and then go to the main roster. No, he never will be. Um, which because is very odd. Uh, I think, yeah, maybe do a little tournament. They like using access during WrestleMania weekend for stuff. Yeah, Whether but no, can... I don't want that. I want to know what my main event is. Going in. I need to know, because that's lame. That's so lame. Oh, watch access. Watch this shitty little house show. Or bench. what if you do... I mean, Adam Cole been talking Gar- about... Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano should be my main what event. What about do a ladder match? Like a multi-man yeah. for a vacant It sounds title. like they were going to do that with the North American. North American. American. What about switching? It, yeah. That could be it, too. I mean... We're luckily like the card itself is still stacked because you're gonna get Walter and Pete Dunne. Oh, you know it's gonna be a fantastic show. Yeah. Whatever. It's just. It's just unfortunate we follow that storyline. But you know what? That's wrestling. That's yeah. that's what happens. Uh, you watch any soap opera? Actors get hurt. Actors get. D- actors die. Get written off. Yeah. It happens. That's life. But I think I think NXT because of this is going to be like, fuck it, now we really have to deliver. I, I do feel it's things like this, though, that when people criticise Vince for... Of course. ...lack of long-term planning. Yeah. It's like, well, why? Because you plan for a long-term and then this happens. You fuck up. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. I'm really looking forward to TakeOver, but it's unfortunate, but I feel like they'll deliver no Oh, it's still going to be fantastic. Yeah, so... So, ah... Uh, I, I really think Gargano and Cole is the one I what I want because you give Cole that, and then for the next like year, these guys like these guys make all the money with their their shirts, the undisputed era stuff, the armbands. Like that's your guy. I feel like yeah. you could even flip them, turn them face later on. I see Cole or Riddle coming out and take over as champion. Yeah, that's how it's looking to be, and I'm okay with both of those scenarios because both those guys. Riddle is is too soon maybe because he's rushed, but. It, it's interesting. It's really interesting. And you know what? I'm, I'm cool with Gargano winning too, but I just do not think it's going to happen. No. But I guess we will get there when we get there because we still have some unfinished business because they've already taped some shows and they're delivering it to us, even though the storylines might not match. Uh, so let's chat about this week's NXT.
NXT from March 6, 2019, Tulsa University. Uh, it starts off with a video package for tonight's episode because it is the start of the 2019 Dusty Classic. The Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament starts tonight. And it has these videos of all the teams that are in this tournament. And it's really well done here. But there's one thing. Let's pretend Johnny Gargano and, and Champa never went on Monday Night Raw and all this. Let's just let's pretend this is a bottle episode and everything we know. Let's pretend it not and just in, let's just focus on this episode, okay? Storyline wise, NXT wise, the shot where it's Tommaso Champa for the past year as champion. When he's this heel, he does this these videos where he he sets the camera down. Yeah. So you always see him setting the camera up and then he sits down. In this video. He sets up the camera and sits down, so he's blocking the shot. As he sits down, it reveals Johnny Gargano is sitting next to him. This made this the little things in this show, and that is one of and them. And Gargano gave so me chills. did like the, yeah. the snap turning yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's like, what? You've joined this guy? This guy was doing these promos with the camera in the back like a creeper, dissing you, and now you've joined him, and he's sitting there like a little like schoolboy, like... Oh, it was so good. I, I love this promo. Yeah, it was it so good. It made me so hyped for the tournament. Yeah, in one I mean, in one little promo, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm if they announced a tag team tournament on the main roster, I'd be, eh. What? Don't care. Whereas it's the Dusty Classic. They've they've put in just a couple of years so much so much prestige right. in this tournament. And, I mean, normally they've been doing, like, qualifying matches in at live events, sure. at shows and stuff. Right. Um, but I loved it that they're doing, let's do a whole episode for... This. This. And and it was good because it cuts to different teams. It cuts to Musta Mustache Mountain. And they're like, yeah, we're going to win. It cuts to Oni, Lurk Oni, Oni and uh, Birch. Yep. It cuts to the Street Profits. They're like dripping in outside, you know, swagging up. And they're talking shit. Like everyone that cuts here, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, I'm messing everyone's name up. Like everyone here had their clips of them talking. And, and it, it's like, it's our time. It made it's everyone our time. seem like a big Yeah, it made, me, it made me actually interested in every team. Even I mean, their forgotten sons. We're like, yeah, we're the... Well, it, it makes you think, like, NXT, you see your Street Profits and things, and you're like, who Fuck knows? It. They might yeah. just strap the rocket to them and, like, sure. give them the Dusty Classic. Like, it made you believe that with right. this promo video. I really liked it. I yeah. thought it was great. It made me interested. And I, I could tell you, I probably wasn't as interested before the, watching that. But, in, again, in one minute or whatever, they got me. Kudos to NXT... Uh, people who do all the videos and stuff because I feel like you train in NXT and then you go up yeah. I feel like it's like the wrestlers like, I mean that's always been in w their video packages oh, so good. are always fantastic, fantastic. Um, but again I loved ever since this whole Gargano Champa storyline the little things when whether it's lipstick whether it's the, the Johnny here with Champa just the little things so good but we go to our first match in the Dusty Classic in our first match tonight Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel the European Union versus Ricochet and Alistair Black. Now, Ricochet and Alistair Black, if we take a step outside of our bottle episode, they've been on Monday Night Raw and, and SmackDown winning matches and stuff like that. I don't know why these two are teamed up, but I don't hate it. <laughs> Someone posted a picture on Twitter, and it's a picture of Will Smith and Marilyn Manson. And I'm like, wow. Yes, I'm like, wow, that's exactly <laughs> what this team is. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, that's exactly what this team... What would you call Ricochet and Aleister Black, though? I don't know. Rick and Ali? Stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, these two are going to have it, and I'm already, like, taking my money, because uh, I will say, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, 
two of my favorite caps. Me too. Um, this match, did you see them in Europe? You were in Europe, right? Uh, I didn't. I saw uh, Volta and Timothy Thatcher, who are the other two. Okay, right. Cup. European, yeah, right. right. Got you. Uh, so this match is pretty great. I will say. Plus, if you're an NXT casual fan and you listen to us, you should just watch this whole episode, to be honest. It's fantastic. Uh, Alistair Black starts off. He's on the offense for the beginning, and he eventually eats a huge European uppercut from Bartel. Ricochet is finally tagged in. He hits uh, this innovative double team on both the guys where he hits a jump-up neckbreaker, which makes Bartel DDT his own partner. It looked really cool. There's the 619 in the corner, flying uppercut, and a standing star press. Only a two-count. <clears throat> then... One of the moves which you can only do on guys the size of Ricochet, where Mart, I keep messing his name up, Martel Bartel, Marcel Bartel, Marcel Bartel. Let's call him Mark. Mark, he has Ricochet up top, and he throws Ricochet, and they've done this before. And Fabian catches him in the suplex hole. Yeah, it's this, crazy. this is crazy move, and it hits a brainbuster, and it's it's insane, it's nuts, and there's a suicide dive by Bartel, then a double rope moonsault from Eichner. Only a two count. Uh, Eichner is amazing. How does this guy do a double thing? It's insane. Uh, Black finally gets tagged in, hits this double knees off a springboard, but he gets caught. They get double. They double team him. They tie him in the tree of woe and hit a double basement drop kicks off the apron while he's. T it's really innovative move here. They're killing Alistair Black, um, but then Alistair and Ricky they fight back. There's a double stomp by Black and then a huge Frankensteiner from Ricochet. Followed by a suicide dive. Mauro Ronello is having trouble calling this at this point. He says, we need to call traffic control because this is just bananas. Great call. Uh, there's the cab Cabrada from Aleister Black, which is like the Asai Moonsault, but mm -hmm. usually to the standing opponent into the ring. But Fabian Eichner catches him on his shoulders. Insane. But uh, he, he manages to counter into like a roll-up. Black kicks out. This is where Fabian Eichner messes up. He goes to strike... Alistair Black a bunch. He's trying to kill him with his own strikes. Black wants nothing of that. Dodges a few. Hits him with the Black Mass. And Alistair Black and Ricochet advance in the Dusty Classic. This was a little bit of a banger. In this my was great. Opinion. Fabian Eichner and uh, Mark. <laughs> they do not miss. They do not, have not missed. Um, Push them all the way to the moon. These guys These guys are so fantastic. Uh, I thought this was great. This was What a match. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, yeah, nothing more to add, really. I thought that was fantastic. Um, did you notice Black didn't do his entrance? He just he just walked out. He just walked out. Yeah, he's like, guys, I don't have time for you to set up the candles <laughs> and uh, hit, you know raise the lowering. Thing. I'm on Raw and SmackDown now. I'm just they're like, ah, oh, fuck, we left your candles uh, on SmackDown. <laughs> uh, I didn't even notice that. That's funny. <laughs> Um, I like his entrance, but every time I watch him, I'm like, man, they have to set up these these yeah. candles, <laughs> like, get real ones or something, I don't know. Um, so we get a uh, backstage thing, Mustache Mountain, they're taping up their wrists, they're ready for their match, and the War Raiders are seen watching on in the back. We get a replay of last week, Keith Lee versus, uh... <laughs> Dom. Dominic Dijakovic. Oh. Yeah, you got it. Dominic Dijakovic. There's a clip of their, their match last week. Did you watch that match? What a oh, that was smash yeah. hit. Um, now we go to the Performance Center. Keith Lee is there. He's training with, uh, it looked like Oni Lorkin or Danny Birch and uh, Eric Bugenhagen. He's, was he there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, I didn't he's, 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 like, he's got him in a headlock. He's judo throwing people left and right. But then Dijak comes running into the PC like, ah, 
yeah, you want to fight me? Or like, just like angry, heated. And Keith Lee's like, whoa. So everyone's trying to separate him. And I don't know who it is, but if you think me messing this guy's name up, it's so hard. But when another WWE person on WWE TV calls him Dijak, then fuck yeah, you. I that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Dijak, Dijak, whoa, whoa, Dijak. I'm like, okay, well then that fuck you. I'm calling him that then. Uh, so Dijak and him, they're brawling. Eric Dugenhagen, Bugenhagen is trying to try and get involved there and they split the two guys apart so it is announced that in two weeks the two big lads will have a rematch and if you ask me that should be another double count out they should have the re-rematch at takeover just because i want to see these big lads wrestle again yeah i i think maybe we'll see it pre-show sure um, like you've only got five matches and I can't see these two well yet. they might do six because it's Wrestlemania weekend True. and go longer um, yeah I, I feel like it could be a longer show this yeah. time but still they, they tend to just stick to the five matches and make them longer matches um, yeah I, I love this the first time round I'd like to see it again I don't know if it's quite takeover worthy yet. Yes. I think down the line it, it could be. See, I'm worried because like all our guys are leaving. Champ is, uh, Champ is gone because he's injured yeah. and he's our champion. So instantly, boom, he's gone. Alistair Black, Ricochet, they're on the main roster all the time. So it's like, fuck, did we lose these guys too? So we're like, we're being cleaned out essentially. But at the same time, looking at who we have coming up, I'm kind of not shook. Like I'm oh, like, no, hey, we're, no, we're, we're kind of in good hands. Uh, so I'm interested in seeing that rematch in two weeks, Keith Lee. And Dijak. Just note it, Drew Gulak was wearing a SmackDown Live t-shirt. Oh yeah, Has he, he was ever there. been on SmackDown Live? I'm sure he's been on SmackDown. Probably a jobber. <laughs> Maybe Velocity back in the day. <laughs> no, I, I, you're right. He was there. Um, I'm sure he has. And also, I just find it funny seeing them in the PC because it's like, they're, it's like wrestling training, but it being, you know, fake. Right. It's like, whoa, whoa, is, whoa. That's a, no, it's a terrible time of week to say that <laughs> word. Do not say no, that word. No, but I mean, it's, Going through it, they're not like sparring with, with each other. Sure. It's like, this is how you grapple, and right, now you right. take a bot. Like, it yeah. just felt a bit odd. I, I don't mind it. No, I don't <laughs> care. It's fine. It's like, yeah, maybe you should learn how to wrestle some of these people, <laughs> especially Gulak teaching them. We go to our next match in the Dusty Classic. It is the Forgotten Sons versus Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch. 1 2. Uh, Oni Lorkin, Mr. 205 Live. Oh, is he gone he, to 205 he's, now? He's been in this tournament. He's going to go all the way to WrestleMania, baby. Damn. He could be the guy. Damn. He could be Buddy Murphy's opponent. That would be a pretty good match, actually. Of course it would Lork be. Lorcan, Buddy Murphy. And then Buddy Murphy will eat him for dinner. Because <laughs> Buddy Murphy is the fucking goat. Um, Forgotten Sons versus 1-2. The Forgotten Sons are in most of the control early on here. But then Danny Birch, out of nowhere, just starts hitting German suplex. One looks kind of weird, uh, but Danny Birch still does it. Uh, again, forgive the uh, renovation in our in the background. <laughs> uh, so there's like a, a drop kick off the top. Danny Birch is hot. He does his kick up. Oni is uh, selling like he 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 got hurt on his back, so he's selling the back, which doesn't let him do their double team DDT kind of early on here. He's too hurt to even do it. But then he's like, fuck it, and Oni runs and does a tope to the outside. Runs back in, hits an uppercut but gets turned inside out. Like, he does a full flip forward, and at the same time, he's turning... Like, he just gets killed with this clothesline, but he kicks out of it. Uh, is it Steve Cutler? Yeah. Steve Cutler. <laughs> I forgot his name. How funny is that? He hits this beautiful butterfly backbreaker. I have to give him that. Welcome to Chicago, motherfucker, for those people that know. That is the actual name of the move. It's the move Jericho used to do a lot in, in his early days, and then Punk used to do it. Oh, yeah. And I called know. it that, but... This guy made it look nasty. I thought this was the finish, but 
Oni Larkin kicks out of that. Very great. So then he gets put into a Boston crab. And Morrow reminds us that Oni Larkin is from Boston. And how disrespectful and how awful would it be if the Boston crab is the move that makes him tap out here. Um, he doesn't tap out. Birch breaks up the hold by headbutting Cutler which stops him from applying. He gets tagged in. There's missile drop kicks. There's a a missile drop kick and a flatliner combo from uh, the Forgotten Sons on Danny Birch, but the son of a bitch kicks out the hard Brit. He gets in. He's chopping. Lorkin is in. He's chopping. There's a double blockbuster from Oni Lorkin. They hit the assisted DDT, but Wesley Blake breaks up the pin, so they did not get the pin on there. Then there is a Powerbomb catch. Oni goes off the top rope for like some sort of seated senton, but he gets caught there and he gets buckle bombed into the high knees, which looks crazy. And then there's the reverse DDT stomp off the second rope combo and the Forgotten Sons pin Oni Lorkin and they advance in the Dusty Classic. Uh, a little bit of a sleeper hit. I, I will come on this show and, and talk shit about the Forgotten Sons, but this was definitely their best. They're, oh, their by best far the best match yeah. they've had. Um, and they were they're Percy's pick to win the whole thing. He said right at the beginning. I mean, you gotta listen to Percy. <laughs> you gotta listen to Percy. Uh, also, they said it's the only team that have trained under Dusty Rhodes. I didn't realize Steve Cutler's been there. That Steve long. Cutler's been there for a while. Man. Damn, I knew Wesley Blake had. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I, I thought was it was really good. surprised. Listen, da- uh, only Lorcan and Danny Birch don't miss. No, I always so. love those guys. But the other two really... They're stepping it up. Yeah, they pulled their weight. Um, I was chatting to a friend of the show, W.H. Park, the other day. And he said that the Forgotten Sons are his sleeper tag team of 2019. He says, watch Forgotten Sons. And he remind, he, he says they remind him of the kingdom from Ring of Honor, okay. but, but but better. Because right. he really hates Matt Taven. Um... I could see them going a little far. I just this was good, sure, but I I, I don't know, man. I don't know, uh, but good match again. Go check out all the tag team matches from tonight. It was just great. Velveteen Dream comes out. He's looking fine. He's dripping in finesse. He comes out on the announce table, and the crowd here at Full Sail starts chanting "Speech, speech, speech." So he grabs a microphone. He starts to talk, but then is instantly interrupted by Matt Riddle. He comes out. Grabs the microphone. Bro. I just came out here to say hi. And I want to take a closer look at that North American title. Because I can't help but wonder what it would look like around my waist. So the dream gets a little upset by this. He says, you come out here to try to steal the spotlight? Well, what you should know is the spotlight is always on me. And just like Thanos, Velveteen Dream snaps and the lights go out in full sail except one spotlight right on the Velveteen Dream. And uh, he poses off and that's the end of the segment. So clearly they are going forward with a Matt Riddle Velveteen Dream program. Again, this was taped before things got all fucked up so we'll see what happens. But um, I really love when Matt Riddle starts his promos with bro. (laughs) that's so funny to me it gets my attention and it's such a it's a catchphrase I don't like how his music starts with it because it's like bro and then he comes out it's fine I don't care but when he starts his promos with it I'm really into it I just found him very wooden here see I no this is the first time where I didn't think he was that to me he always looks like he's just like 
they tell him to say something and he says it. Yeah, I found that here. I thought he was very wooden. <laughs> I, I, Bro. I'm like, Dream is playing a character sure. and seems incredibly comfortable Into it, in it. Yeah. Whereas from everything I've heard, Riddle is like this sure. in real life and he seems uncomfortable and wooden. Maybe, maybe um, right. Don't get me... In Ring, fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just... I'm not buying it yet. Um, and that's why I, I'm hesitant with having him in sort of main event picture because yeah, I, sure. I don't think he can carry the weight of it right. yet. That's why I want Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. We'll see where that goes. Matt Riddle, Velveteen Dream. That could be a banger. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. They're being interviewed in the ring uh, from prior. It's a, like a video package here. Uh, Io Shirai says that Bianca Belair, she's good, but she hasn't beaten Shayna. I have. Kyrie Sane, she says that she believes in her. And she will beat Bianca Belair. And as she's saying that, she's playing with her hair, mocking Bianca Belair. How cute was this, David? <laughs> I know you loved it. Do you want to hear my notes? Yeah, I do. Io talks in Japanese. Kyrie waves her hair around like Bianca Belair. Both are cute. Okay, so so as uh, Io at the end here, she starts going off in Japanese. And she says, you know, I am the best. And then she starts going off in Japanese. So she says in English that I am the best and then goes off into Japanese. And I'm like, say it, say it, say it, say what I want you to say. You said it in English, say it right now. Say it, say it. And she goes, yo, shirai, ichiban. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So I don't know if you heard me watching NXT. I did. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, ichiban. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. It's really weird because we're recording this right now in your room, yeah. David. And Kyrie Sane is watching us. <laughs> we have the cutout in your room, and she's literally staring at us. So, hello, Kyrie. Uh, someone, please send me the cutout of. Uh, someone needs to send the cutout of the iconics, because people. Ever since we talked about how Scrump sent us the Kyrie cutout, people come over and they love it. So we need more. But now people are like, "Hey, Braden, if we were to send you one, like, which one would you want?" And they update. WWE has released new ones, but I found it a hack. I found a Game Shark. If you buy the Iconics, you get both of them for the price of one. So now you get Peyton and Billy. I mean, I think we should, uh, by next Halloween, just have every room just... Our house is going to look like the fucking Home Alone party. <laughs> He's got Michael Jordan. It already does. <laughs> I know. It's so weird. Uh, someone... We need a... We need a Amazon wish list for up next. We don't we don't charge people to listen to our show. So in return, <laughs> send us cutouts of our favorite wrestlers for our home. <laughs> How great would that be? Uh, so Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair will happen, and the winner will face Shayna Baszler at Takeover. Ichiban. Street Profits are coming out because they have a match in the Dusty Classic, and the matches continue. It is the Street Profits versus Mustache Mountain. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins versus Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. Now, Montez Ford comes out in uh, in a ski mask. They're both wearing all red in the Street Profits. Obviously, they're, they're bloods. And uh, they're, like, they're like Kanye West. They're like Jaden Smith. They're like ski mask, the slump god. All three people, you probably don't know what I just said. Uh, he comes out in a, in a ski mask, and uh, they're drinking out of their red cups. A few weeks ago, or maybe it was at the last takeover where they were on the pre-show, they wore Harlem Heat-inspired gear, and yeah. it was just awful. <laughs> everyone was everyone was shitting on it, and I was like, man, they probably shouldn't have worn that gear. Uh, I will say their gear has their gear game has uh, improved 100. percent They looked fired. Yeah, I thought they looked. They looked like a legit tag team. Yeah. here with the gear. So uh, 
good, good guys. Uh, Mustache Mountain come out, they are always looking spiffy. Like Tyler Bate. I hate Tyler Bate because I feel like he can get anyone he wants ever. Because he's like, hey, I'm young. I think it was his birthday yesterday. He turned 22. Or is it today? Like, fuck you, man. Damn. You look like that. You're that good. And you're only 22. I hate you, but I love you. But damn it, I respect you. And Trent Seven, always looking slick with his hair silver. It's great. Uh, Montez Ford is very flippy, is what I have here for my notes, because he is. Uh, the start of this match are the Street Profits working on Trent Seven. They're doing, like, flips and all these sort of things. Montez Ford is definitely coming into his own with his... He's definitely, like, learning a lot of different things. I guess he's been training with Ricochet, because he's doing a lot of flips in his matches. Um... There's he's a, got Kofi's springs. Yeah, he's, like, he's got like hops. He's very, he's very springy. Yeah, he, he, he's, he can jump really Because yeah. he's a tall, tall, thin guy as well. So right. I just think it looks yeah. way more impressive. It is impressive, I will say. Um, Trent Seven finally fights back. He hits his uh, fake-out DDT. Uh, he finally tags Tyler Bate in. There's a standing star press by Bate. Um, Trent Seven launches forward to the outside. Uh, Mustache Mountain go for the, the like, double team, but it gets broken up. And uh, Tyler Bate must have heard the news about uh, Jushin Thunder Liger retiring at the Tokyo Dome next year. It was announced. I didn't know that. So, yeah. I don't see his retirement. So, Tokyo Dome, January 4th, 2020, it's his last match. Damn. So, Liger is now on a rampage being like, hey, Madison Square Garden, book me. <laughs> so, I need to see Jushin... I need to see Jushin Thunder Liger. I need to get one more selfie with Liger before uh, he retires. Uh, so Tyler Bate knew that. And Tyler Bate hits the Liger kick, one of my favorite moves. I don't know if I could ever learn how to do this move. You jump forward and to kick someone. It's like the opposite of the pain. Oh, he's, he's rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Liger kick. It's yeah. great. I just don't know how I would ever do that. Uh, he hits that, but it does not affect Angelo Dawkins. And he spears him and it kills Tyler Bate. But Bate kicks out. Sorry, I'm just picturing you when you tried to do a super kick in the hallway. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> when we had our Christmas decorations up, we had a star hanging in our hallway, and Braden saying about how flexible he is. For I'm really guy. flexible. And he's like, I can super kick that. So he goes for it, and it was like and... it was like Charlie Brown when Lucy pulls the thing away, but there was no one. <laughs> pulling it away I just missed and then landed on my so I'm picturing you doing the Liger kick now to a Christmas decoration the Liger kick me trying to do a super kick is I can do it I can actually reach and kick people in the face I can do it but the Liger kick sounds like I'll break my neck <laughs> it's like doing a tumble like, yeah I think I'd be better at that I think you could do it yeah I'm good yeah. at somersaults <laughs> Anyway, sorry. <laughs> uh, but though, judging how you almost gave your girlfriend a concussion, you should not be a professional wrestler. Well, uh... <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go back to this match. So, Tyler Bate hits the Liger kick. It's fantastic. He gets eaten by a spear. Ford hits then a, a... Like you said, he jumps like crazy. Out of nowhere, Ford hits a plancha to the outside. He's really good at that. Tyler Bate hits the bop bang, but there's a spine buster and splash combo. Now, David, this is where I would call upon our friend of the show, Jimmy Corderas, the referee. Mm. Because Jimmy would know. And just like the crowd here at Full Sail knew. But the ref didn't know. And the street props didn't know. They were on the wrong side of the ring when they tagged in. Oh, and really? everyone in the crowd was booing them. So 
they were on the opposite side the whole match. Right. And finally, when they go and hit their double team, the Spine Buster and the Frog Splash from the Street Profits, yeah. they tagged in on the wrong side. Oh, so damn. the crowd was mad at the ref for allowing it. Yeah. This is un- unacceptable. Jimmy Cordes would not have yeah. it. Uh, that was one of the things that's, that bugged me in the final of the very first Dusty Classic. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the ropes, that you, right. the, the string you hold yes. on to. You're supposed to When, I think, Joe hits the Muscle Buster and then tags in Bala, who does the Stomp. coup de gras. And Bala was like halfway across the apron, not holding on. Oh. Like, come on now. I always loved when Eddie Guerrero would uh, untie it and move it. <laughs> Have you ever seen him do that? It's my favorite. He would always do that in tag matches. And then the ref would be like, hold the string. He's like, I am. But it's like halfway across the ring. So fucking good. Um, so, <laughs> so... I forgot where I was here, but so the, the the tag team tagged in wrong, and yes. this took me. I, I noticed it instantly. I was like, "Wait a second, what? What the fuck?" And the crowd like turned on them essentially. Yes. Uh, but the spinebuster frog splash combo is their finish, mm. and uh, Tyler Bate kicks out. Tyler Bate is a beast. He kicks out of their their, their finish. So they don't know what to do. While this is happening, Trent Seven comes in. They all brawl. Trent Seven hits a dragon suplex on the apron. Insane. Very dangerous. Uh, then bait, deadlift, German suplex, uh, Montez Ford. No, no, sorry. Angelo Dawkins, who's a big boy. Then Trent Seven lifts up for a torture rack. The burning hammer knee combo thing, whatever Mustache Mountain calls it. I've been watching a lot of uh, Kenta Kobashi matches, and the burning hammer is the It most- looked like Trent's legs almost gave out. Because he's, a bit, he's yeah. lifting a guy... Full, like, the burning hammer, K- Kenta Kobashi would always set you up in the, in the corner. So it's like, to lift a guy straight up is is heavy. Like, that's a hard thing to do, in yeah. my opinion. And, oh, uh, completely. So, so he has him up in the torture rack, the burning hammer, and Tyler Bate does a flying knee off the top, flying whatever. Across the throat. Across you as you he hits the move. They pin him. Mustache Mountain wins and advances. That's all she wrote. That move is a killer tag. They're, both their tag team finishes are crazy. Yeah. The dragon suplex uppercut thing that they do, yeah, yeah. and this move is insane. Mustache Mountain advance. Uh, great little matchup as well. The only thing was that blunder on the uh, the tag in, which yeah. I'm sure I'm sure the ref. I could tell the ref was like, "Fuck!" After like she, yeah. was, it was uh, she was like, "Fuck!" Did I mess that up? But it wasn't her fault. It was it was the Street Profits' fault. That they shouldn't have tried it. Yeah, yeah. But it's very funny because if you go watch that, the crowd knows. The crowd yeah. is like mad. They're booing, and then when the Street Profits realize later. They go back to their corner and do the tag then. The crowd cheers. They're like, yeah, you got it. You're in the right corner. So uh, the Dusty Classic is looking pretty good. All these teams are stacked. But there was one more match. This was a longer edition of NXT, I found. Usually it's an hour, under an hour. It's like 55 minutes. Yeah. This was definitely over an hour long. Um, the, the last match here is Undisputed Era, or as I like to call them, Red Dragon, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish versus... DIY Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly coming out without a title means Kyle O'Reilly does not air guitar. Yeah. And when Kyle O'Reilly does not air guitar, Braden is mad. Yeah, maybe sad. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> not the same. <sighs> you know what that means? They're going to win the Dusty Classic and they're going to become, they're going to be dripping in gold like Adam Cole proclaimed. Um, Wait, no, you, you saw the match, right? Yeah, saw the match. <laughs> um, another funny thing in the entrance is when when their music plays and Adam Cole is there, he does the boom. Uh, both of them looked at each other and went boom when yeah. it happens. So nice little uh, ode to Adam Cole. Both teams start off here. Uh, 
They, they're brawling. They work very well. Wait, 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 wait. You missed the DIY entrance. Oh, right. Sorry, yes. The best bit of the whole thing. So, so Johnny Gargano comes out first. Here, you explain. Johnny Gargano comes so out. So Gargano comes out to his music. Then Champa comes out. And there's like a shared look at, at Goldie as of well. Of course. And then Champa just smiles, looks back. And their old DIY music hits. And their old Titantron. Yeah, I got goosebumps at this point. See, like... And then I just got sad. <laughs> Uh, again, let's pretend we're in a bottle. We don't know anything other than this episode right yeah. now. Because this was a great... If you didn't watch Raw following the storyline, this would have been a great comeback for them. Completely. If you didn't watch... Last week, we, I had John on the show, and he was like, if you pretended like they never went on Raw, and you just followed this, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So let's pretend that that's Yeah. <laughs> so DIY. Oh, my God. They're back together? What? What's yeah. Oh. If you remember... It is the Dusty Classic which brought them together That's, in the first yeah. place. That is why this whole thing... And they weren't even signed then. They no. They were just bought in for They were the not Dusty signed. Classic. No, it's insane. Um, so both teams here obviously know each other very well. And there's like arm drags and arm drags and crazy crazy counter after counter early on in this match. Champa hits some sort of hangman's neck breaker for a two. Um, there's a fish sweeps the leg on Johnny on the apron. Uh, they're working on Gargano quite often. Red Dragon with their knee bars and their strikes. O'Reilly hits this like butterfly suplexes, but he doesn't release it. Uh, O'Reilly just, I feel like O'Reilly could kill someone <laughs> if he wanted to, realistically. Um, there's a like a wheelbarrow suplex combo, only a two count. There's a, a, a Bobby Fish uses a fish hook and Morrow just has a field day with it. He's like, of course, the guy with the name Fish is using the fish hook. And I'm like, yeah, of course, Morrow. <laughs> uh, Morrow was like, how do I tie in hip hop? How do I do that? Like, how, do, was it? <laughs> how do I make this lit? Um, Gargano finally is fighting back, hits his uh, tornado DDT where he runs off the other guy. with it. He kicks the other guy while he's doing it. He finally tags Champa in. Um, he goes in, there's like crazy knee strikes to the back of the head, a running knee in the corner, knees, 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 knees by Champa, insane. Then the Tower of London, but only a two count. He then hits a uh, hat trick, uh, the German suplex, three of them. Uh, Gargano hits a tope off the apron. There's just chaos in this match, just insane. Uh, there's a spin out tornado blue thunder bomb from Champa on Kyle O'Reilly but he kicks out. Gargano hits a super kick off the apron, the slingshot spear into the ring onto Kyle O'Reilly. Now this might be my favorite spot. This is match. awesome. So we all know the, the, the move Gargano does where he slingshots himself into the ring to spear you. So he hits this on Kyle O'Reilly, but as they hit the mat, O'Reilly locks in a guillotine. It was this flawless. Was it was like, it, it was so in sync. Uh, just amazing. So now, Johnny Gargano is caught in a guillotine with the body scissors. It was just beautiful. However, Johnny, and he's not a big guy, lifts him up, lifts, deadlifts Kyle O'Reilly while in the guillotine, gets to his feet. This allows Champa to hit a running knee to him on O'Reilly to break up the guillotine, but he kicks out. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and now Gargano, they're striking it out here, but Kyle does the Dean Ambrose clothesline. And I hate Dean Ambrose, but this looks sick. This is fun. <laughs> it's like, this is where it makes sense. Where they're like battling each other, bouncing each other off the ropes. And yeah. then finally, he, I think he did it twice. He did finally, it against yeah. the second rope and then yeah. the first rope. It looks so cool. It's like, that's very low to yeah. bounce down. It looked cool. Like, it looked it really fun. cool. I hate that fucking move. <laughs> it I, looked cool. The first time Dean Ambrose yeah, did it, make it was special. against, uh, it was against the Wyatts. And sure. Luke Harper, who's a big guy, just 
the room against the ropes. Yeah. And it was like he stumbled into the second rope and came back with the clothesline. It looked, great. It looked awesome. And now it's so contrived it's now so whenever lit. he it does not it. Lit. It's not um, yeah. so But shit. this is how it should be done. It should be like yeah. losing your balance, falling into the ropes. And it and came out of back. nowhere too. So this it was, just... And then yeah. it just made me laugh when he did the bottom rope as well. Yeah, it looked really great. Kyle O'Reilly's fantastic. Uh, so they're doing this. They're striking it out. This makes it look so good. So now Gargano is up on the top with Bobby Fish. And Bobby Fish hits a huge top rope falcon arrow off the top. And if that wasn't enough, Kyle O'Reilly hits a flying knee to Champa right after he took the, the, the super falcon arrow. But Champa, the NXT champion, kicks out of that, which pisses off Red Dragon. So Kyle O'Reilly puts him in an arm bar, and while he's in the arm bar, Bobby Fish climbs up another top rope and hits a diving headbutt. This was awesome. Craziness yeah. is ensuing. Just insane. Uh, Gargano breaks up the pin. All four guys are brawling here. There's a, a DDT back-to-back -back kind of thing from both members of DIY, but O'Reilly kicks out of the Gargano slingshot DDT. So he's been using that as a finish, and... O'Reilly kicked out of it, so I lost my mind, as did the crowd here. They are loving it. But then, DIY, they fight back. They finally get Kyle O'Reilly alone in the center of the ring, and they do it themselves. The hands, the prayer hands go up, the finger is pointed, and they hit the flying knee super kick combo, killing Kyle O'Reilly, laying him out, and they pin him. And DIY advances in the Dusty Classic. Wow, this was a match. This was a takeover-worthy match, in my opinion. This was a, a takeover-worthy episode. Yeah, like, this, this was. So far, match of yeah. episode of the year, by far for me. Definitely episode um, of the year. Just four really strong matches. Yeah. Um, just with a, just a tint of... Sadness. Yes. It. So yeah. it's like, ah, this was great, and now we won't get to see where. Oh. So how does the the brackets line up? Well, I know that we have uh, DIY versus Ricochet and Alistair Black is the a match that's coming up. Okay, and then it will be Forgotten Sons against Mustache Mountain. I guess so. Yeah. So I imagine we're getting Mustache Mountain against um, Ricochet and Black would be my oh, prediction. Oh, sorry. Right. Okay, yeah. Four. Uh, War Raiders do come out here on the ramp and they stare down uh, DIY. Uh, I will add that the War Raiders are in full gear. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have clothes. Can you imagine if they just rocked up in jeans? <laughs> have you been watching Being the Elite at all with the full gear thing with Adam Page? Right. I have yeah. to tell you, it is so fucking funny. The Being the Elite lately has been hit or miss. It's like they're trying a little too hard right. now. And some of the characters, the new characters they're bringing in, I'm not super in. Okay. But Hangman with the full gear <laughs> thing is so fucking funny. I have to tell you, it's so funny. Uh, so War Raiders are here. They stare them down. Um... I don't know. It's interesting because I want to see Undisputed Era and War Raiders again, but I, that's just not what's happening. So I yeah, guess it's Ricky I, I and Black. Think, I, would, I guess Ricky and Black. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky and Black is the new tag. Ricky and Black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was this week's episode of NXT, and it was awesome. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Maybe TV uh, of the year so far because this is fantastic. Um, let's go to some feedback. We've got a lot of long. Okay, well that means we gotta trim trim the fat. So forum.postwrestling.com, every week we post up our feedback. You can ask us anything or give us your comments about the week that was in NXT. Let's start it off. Uh, do you wanna start? Sure. Uh, we have Jesse from the Six. Hey. 
Welcome back from Blighty Davy. Did you have a good trip? Yes, thank you. Is Brexit still happening? <laughs> I I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking who knows. Um, an entertaining first round of the Dusty Cup tonight, though I must say poor bracketing from Mr. Regal. Now we got to watch the Forgotten Boys in the semi-finals. Uh, but to be fair to them, Wesley Blank did catch Lorcan very well on the outside, and Steve Cutlip hits hard. <laughs> Steve Cutlip. Uh, bad news about Champa. I think this confirms he'll never be pushed on the main roster. You know how Vince feels about small guys who get injured. As for NXT New York, I don't know what they'll do, but I think we all know what they should do. A championship scramble match for the NXT title with Johnny Gargano, the Brian Kendrick, NXT's finest Kona Reeves, Paul Nakano, and the Repo Man. He's missing Dan, Dan Matha. <laughs> He's missing Dan Matha. Brayden, I got a bone to pick with you. Okay. Last week you mentioned how you like Tainara Conchi's entrance music, but failed to notice it's a different damn theme. This is what I said in feedback the other week. Oh. Her theme's changed. Uh, now maybe this is on me. I only recently resubscribed to the network, so maybe you've been hearing this theme for months. It was uploaded to YouTube in January, after all. Uh, okay. Basically, he's uploaded both all themes. Right. Okay. So... And this is what I said. She changed it two weeks ago. This is her first one. This is her oldie? Yeah. Oh yeah, this one's lit. Our time is now, now, now. Time for the be like me. Be like me. This theme is sick. Yeah. Well, it's not there anymore. This is her new one. This is her new theme. I'm going to get ads, aren't I? You're going to get an ad because you're an idiot. I have it. I have what it here, it? yeah. Let's listen to her new theme. He says it doesn't slap. Oh yeah, what the fuck? Oh. Uh, I want to be like me. <laughs> what? It's very similar. Oh, come on. It's a different song. Oh, but it's similar. No, uh, it's similar. Jessie's upset because she doesn't mouth the words to her new theme, which she found really cute. There's um, a reason I call her Tainara Cutie. Yeah. Come on. Um, she is fantastic. She yeah, he thinks pushed. they had something with her, but now they're pushing her into a baby face role which doesn't really fit her I'm happy I'm not alone on that because I'm a big fan of her actually yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I think she could be far in WWE yeah. I, they need she's Bra Brazil's huge yeah. push a Brazilian like yeah. fuck do it I think they will okay um, I'm happy someone else likes her no I, I feel I, like I'm, I'm crazy I'm a big fan like I loved her in the Mae Young Classic because like, like I, I'm not being a dick I think she's actually really good at wrestling but like he said when she like comes out she's got something she's, she's, yeah. she's got a look she she's stands out yeah. she stands out and like, I'm sorry for messing her music up. That is a yeah. total bad on my part. But what you've got to understand is Brayden's always lit when he's watching these shows. No, so. <laughs> she's she's cute. So I was like looking at her. I don't know. <laughs> right, uh, Harry from Houston. It is the Forgotten Sons were squashed in 30 seconds, like jobbers they are in this world. Would have been an amazing episode. Unfortunately, they must have they must have fucked up the finish or something because I can't honestly believe they had Burton Lorcan job to them on purpose. Uh, he's interested in, in seeing... I would rather watch an Iron Man match between Baron Corbin and EC3 than any other. <laughs> wow. I'd agree, I would but not I thought that. they put on a great match yeah, this, this week. Yeah, this was good. Come so on, give him a chance. is developmental. I, I did think this was a massive step forward. This is coming from us, and we shit on them. Yeah. So like, yeah. And I would not watch an Iron Man match between oh, God, Baron no. Corbin and EC3. No, not a chance. I would not watch that. He says, anyway, shame about Champa. I don't know what the takeover match should be, but obviously it's going to be really awkward build-up. Uh, he says, all three of the matches were great. I can't wait to see who faces Mustache Mountain in the finals. Uh, we have El Generico C. 
This episode was like a one-hour pay-per-view. Yep. Uh, the Rico Black Connection is the team you never knew you needed. <laughs> Forgotten Dudes are the pineapple to my pizza. Double M are the goat, and they will win it all. DIY versus Undisputed Era. Match of the night. Several stars for them. 4.5 Kyle's Air Guitars out of 5. Uh, there was no air guitar on this week. I know. Uh, but uh, he also says, Forgotten Dudes are the pineapple to my pizza. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Pineapple does belong on pizza. Also, I'm getting a lot of shit on Twitter because uh, green tea Kit Kats. Oh, I said, it's great. I said it's that they're good. better than regular Kit Kats and everyone went after me. I agree. I so agree. Uh, I'm sorry, not sorry, but green tea Kit Kats are better than regular Kit Kats and pineapple belongs on pizza. Even if you hate pineapple on pizza, try what I call the dirty Hawaiian where you get a Hawaiian pizza, ham, pineapple, and jalapenos. Boom. It's me. I'm I'm indifferent to pineapple and pizza. If I'm giving it giving it, I'll eat it and like it. Right. But I'd never choose it. I, I choose it sometimes. It's not something I order uh, constantly. But th- but thank you for uh, making even more people think different of me now. <laughs> I'm gonna take Jake's because the next one's very long, and I sure. feel you're better at Do uh, cutting it down. Do it. Uh, Jake from the Windy City. If you're a fan of good in-ring storytelling, this was one of the best wrestling shows containing such uh, such in a long time. This has the potential to set up to be the best Dusty Rhodes classic of all time, especially coming off the worst Dusty Rhodes tag team classic of last year, which looked like it was held together by duct tape due to all the injuries involved. Kyle O'Reilly is a wrestling machine and his performance continues to prove why he's deceptively one of the best wrestlers in WWE. Sad news about Champa, he was looking forward to the combination of the Gargano story at Mania. Non-wrestling question. Since this podcast is based out of Canada, were either of you ever fans of Georges Saint-Pierre? Mm. Would you consider him one of the all-time Canadian sports legends? Yes, instantly. Oh, he's huge here. Like, when he was in his prime, people... Like, I'm not a huge UFC fan, but you would have... Like, everyone would come together to watch his fights. It was a big thing when he was, yeah. when he was the guy. And even his comeback, like, what, last year, two years ago? A lot of, a lot of bars and stuff. Like, UFC has been dead for quite a while. Yeah. Like, realistically, like, it's really kind of died out like not a lot of people really into it as much but bars will still play it but when he came back a lot of people were yeah I, I mean I've only lived here three years I'm not you Canadian know who he is, obviously though. but I've I know who GSP yeah. is and yeah that, that last fight it was good um, it was yeah bars were busy like yeah. my bar was very busy for that fight he's, he's, a, he's a legend people yeah, yeah. still want to get behind him he's a, he's a legend um, and I have the same headband as him Nice. So, you know. uh, Ventac from Mumbai. Wow. He says, sorry about this. He's got a long time. Long time, first time. Long time, first time. From Mumbai. From Mumbai. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, I'll, say it, I'll say it every week. I love when people tell me they listen to us from different countries somewhere. Like, this is insane. So thank you. Thank you from, from Mumbai. Thank you from the U.S. Thank you for wherever you're listening. Uh, I love I love that. But long time, first time, Ventac. He says, uh, welcome back to the show, Davey. Good to have you back. He says, I usually don't watch NXT. I just watch the highlights. But uh, I, listen to, I listen to the product through you guys. And I saw that WWE had uploaded the highlights of this, this episode of the tag team matches, and I loved it. He says, uh, Forgotten Sons and Lorcan and Birch was much better than I anticipated. Uh, Mustache Mountain and Street Profits was the weakest match of the week. He says he's not a big fan of Montez's shrieking Man- and mannerisms and Dawkins is just there. He says Undisputed Era versus DIY was fantastic. He says starting with the DIY theme was amazing. Uh, he loved the wheelbarrow DDT into the suplex. Gargano slingshot DDT being countered into the guillotine and the avalanche Michinoku driver. 
he says a wonderful episode. He says the injury to Champa really blows. He was looking forward to that, but he's wondering if uh, you know other people could step up like Ricochet, Keith Lee, Riddle, Dream, or or Black. Uh, he's wondering um, if there is a multi-man match that for the NXT title is what he's saying, like some sort of tournament. I feel like or we'll get one. Either for the NXT title or North America. But he says that he would like to see Adam Cole and or Roderick Strong being put in the title match. Would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. A uh, long time. First time from Mumbai. Wow. Um, yeah, I would love to see Roderick Strong and Adam Cole in put into... If it's a multi-man match, then fucking do it. Maybe the latter match will be the NXT title match. I think they might flip it. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing to remember is... Roddy's now, they said the other week, is going singles. Yes, they made and it. And they say that they're yeah. all going to have gold. So I assume that is the goal, is right. to have one as North American, one as NXT. I'll tell you, um, it's interesting. We have David George from Manila. Um, wow. He loves the chemistry tandem between Ricochet and Black. He thinks they're future tag team champions. Reminds him of Flash Gordon and Mandrake of the Defenders of the Earth. Uh Gladly, I didn't watch watch the squash job of Forgotten Sons of Anarchy, but instead mm-hmm. I simply listen uh, what they did. Uh, I don't know. Watch this match. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I criticised Mustache Mountain versus uh, Street Profits due to its awkwardness and some botches. Um, I hope the DIY would not end up in the J-O-B squadron as Fossil Vince loves that when it comes to skinny new toys. Shiny new toys. Shiny new toys, yeah. Anyways, a slobber knocker main event, no questions asked, just beautiful. Get well soon, Madman Champa. And now we've got David George's questions of the week. Okay. How do you compare Ricochet to Neville, the mm. babyface one? Both are using superhero-like gimmicks, so your thoughts. I get. I, I remember, remember when Neville was with Arrow against yeah. the evil villain Cody. Yeah. That was cool, with the, super, <laughs> the comic book thing. It's not something I usually like in wrestling, but when they did that, it was interesting with the comic book. But Ricochet... The, the Ricochet and Aleister Black on Monday Night Raw this past week, where they both do their flips into the ring yeah. and their, their poses, it looked like the Avengers were assembling. Like, that's yeah. what it looked like. So, he does look like a superhero. I think Ricochet could go further just because uh, he's got a cooler vibe. Ricochet like, is going to be WWE champion. If he can, if he can no get problem. those mic skills... He's already getting more confident. Yeah. On Monday Night Raw this or, two, or SmackDown, one of the two, it was a backstage segment... And he came across like a heel. He was very cocky. Yeah, he was like, which is yeah. He's like, should. he's like, your boy's about to take it higher, and like goes. And I'm like, there you go. He's already getting like. He should cocky. be cool and cocky. Yeah, yeah. he's got to be cocky. Um, why did uh, Itami never win championships in NXT or main roster? Uh, did the creative do something bad towards him? I think it was just played with injuries. I think yeah. he was a very high prospect prospect when they first yep. brought him in. Of course. Um, that pop in uh, at WrestleMania 31, the house show, the right. NXT house show, when he hit the, the GTS, GTS, is one of the loudest pops I've Definitely, heard yeah. at an event. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he was just played with injuries and his English wasn't great, which is going to hold him back sure. in the WWE. Uh, will Tainara Conchi ever get a re- revenge against Aaliyah or the, that dominatrix Vanessa Bourne? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, that's why I love her. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's going to... Be on the shelf for a while until we get through Mania. Like, everything's yeah, yeah, hot, yeah. Hot, heating up for New York. 4.5 kazoos out of 5. Welcome back, Sir Davey. God bless and take care. God bless you, David. George. All right. We got one more here. Wrestling Graham. I just came here to say hi. Hi. <laughs> just like Matt Riddle said, the dream. He says, NXT is brilliant. I love the structure of this episode. We got four straight tag team matches, but it didn't feel redundant because they kept the plate spinning of future programs. 
There was a point in Mustache Mountain versus Street Profits where Montez tagged using Mustache Mountain's corner. Where's the WWE rule book? Uh. Yep, that is completely right. If Mustache Mountain won, that could be a storyline. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, you didn't know how to tag in. They should use that in the future. But see, I'm glad someone else caught that because the crowd definitely realized what happened. Completely. Uh, yeah, uh, this did feel like a weird episode because it was just bangers and bangers and bangers. Like, that's it. I That's mean, if, if you see on paper you've got four tag team matches, you'd, you'd be, be like, like Ugh. Ugh. but it was great. Hey, it, tag team wrestling's alive and well, obviously. Oh, in NXT, absolutely. Ah, it's so good. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Go check this episode out, or watch the highlights, or just listen to us. It's fine. And you can listen to us every Thursday. Postwrestling.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get a, your podcasts. <laughs> um, is, what else do we got to say before we leave? I don't know. I think, I think we've... Spoken enough today. Uh, you'll be joining... Uh, I'll be joining John and Way on the Thor The Dark World movie review. The yeah, they asked, you, they asked you for the... They're like, hey, can you join us for the worst Marvel movie? It's not the worst <laughs> Marvel movie. Come on, Iron Man 2 and 3 suck. Oh, true, yeah. Iron Man 3 does This is more suck. enjoyable than Incredible Hulk. Is There's... it better than Blade 3? <laughs> I didn't even watch Blade 3. With Triple H! Yeah. When Ryan Gosling calls him Never a... What does he call him? A fucking cock gobbler or some shit <laughs> like that? It's great. Um, I, I don't mind Thor 2. It's all okay. Alright, well listen to that. Uh, postwrestling.com. You'll be there. Um, and then on our road to WrestleMania, we'll be doing... Uh, we're going to do a special takeover review in the near future. Yeah. So listen for that uh, on our road to Mania and takeover and all that. Um, we'll be doing our The Raid movie review. Oh, right. i got to watch that. At some point... Uh, we'll let you know, uh, but that's next in our right. our BDE movie reviews. Right, um, um, and that's it. You're back in the BDE. I'm back. I'm badder than ever. That's right. Uh, back, back from the. I was going to say back from the dead, but that's sure. not true. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> uh, so thank you everybody for listening, um, and we will be back next Thursday. Uh, goodbye. Be safe. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.